coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada, streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Float, Odyssey, Telegram, Twitch, and the Prepper Broadcast Network. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is October 18th, 2022, and this is episode 187 of the Workshop Podcast. Today we've got another on-the-road episode for you. We're going to dive in in a minute, chatting about entrepreneurship, talking about um, my grandmother who recently passed away and was a huge inspiration, talking about being obsessed with business. It's going to be a good episode, guys. So first off, if you want to become more active in the workshop community, come by the Telegram group. It is growing. It's not too huge that you can't keep up with the messages, but it is a great place to drop in, learn something, teach something, and just interact as a community. So grab that link in the description below, guys. Come by and join the Telegram group. Even if you're not a Telegram user, download it, use it. it it's worth it, I promise. Number two, if you're looking for a way to support the workshop and the work that I do, if you think I give you some value and you want to do some value for value exchange, go by patchofthemonth.co and sign up for the Patch of the Month Club. I'm going to send you out a two inch by three inch embroidered Velcro morale patch every single month. The very first one was been prepping since Y2K. It's designed after those don't forget to turn your computer off stickers from Best Buy in 1999. I won't give away the design for the second one quite yet, but you guys will be looking forward to it. So go by patchofthemonth.co. It's $10 a month, $100 a year. Sign up and get something cool in the mail. Just about every month, I throw something extra in there as well. And finally, if you guys missed out on the first order of silver, we've got another one coming. They're going to be an inverted or inverse design from the first one, but I'm really looking forward to it. If you're interested or want to get on the pre-order list, let me know. Send me an email, therealtimcook at gmail.com, or just reply in on any social platform and just let me know. Okay, with that, the today's tool section. And if you guys don't know, I talk about this sometimes, but I don't always remember. If you're wondering if I've reviewed something and I like it or it meets the Toolman Tim seal of approval, run by toolmantim.shop. I got over 250 products I've used and abused that have made me money or saved me money. So today's is the LST trickle charger from Amazon. Just over 20 bucks. The weather is getting cold and it is important to keep those batteries up just in case we need to start our generators or our snow blowers or whatever it happens to be. So get yourself a trickle charger, hook it up, it's cheap insurance. So with that guys, let's dive into today's episode I recorded yesterday while I was driving. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here, back with another episode on the road. I'm going to try to do these on a fairly regular basis. I won't guarantee a certain schedule or anything, but the days that I'm on the road, I'm going to try to record you an episode. I see, I envision a day when this podcast becomes five days a week. What days those will be, I'm not exactly sure, but I need to reach a certain goal for income before I'm willing to commit guaranteed five episodes a week. Right now, I guarantee three episodes a week for you, which I love doing, and I'll gladly do five episodes. But anyway... Here we are on the road today. This episode is dedicated to Nan Como. My grandmother, Marguerite Como, just passed away on the weekend. She just had her 100th birthday in August. Now, 
I will, I need to share her story because it's on my heart to share her story. I realized over the last few days that she was a big part, she was always a big part of my life and I will tell you all about that as as we go on today. But what I didn't realize was how much of an entrepreneurial example she was to me too, which was so cool. But we'll, we'll dive into that. I need to tell you something. I turned 41 this year. I've been on this earth for 41 rotations around the sun. My grandmother was 100, which means when I was born, she was 59 years old. Basically a senior citizen. This woman is tough, was tough. She lived my entire life. She was basically what I considered a senior lived on her own until she was in her 90s until she finally went into a home her and her husband ran their own business an alternator generator shop which apparently is where I got a lot of my love for tearing things apart and putting them back together because Gramps was that kind of dude now here's the thing he died when I was five years old that means Nan Marguerite my grandmother was a widow for 35 36 years she was tough guys she grew up at the tail end of the depression she went through the second world war she still had the room darkening blinds on her windows or shades that she would pull down at night because that's what they did during the second world war her appliances she had from the time she got married she kept them until the late 90s she had them all the way through my high school she was frugal she saved money she worked hard. Here's the thing, guys. She was four foot nothing. I mean, she was barely five feet and got shorter, of course, as time went on. And she was a woman who ran a business with her husband in the 60s, 70s, 80s. How crazy is that? She did all the book work. She did all the bill collecting. She could be one mean lady when, when it came to collecting money. But she did it. She kept the business going. Wilford just... He, he did all the work, but she did all the behind-the-scenes stuff for him, and she was good at it. Unreal. And I didn't even realize. I didn't realize how, how much she did and how much freedom she had because of that. And also not freedom at times because she had to be there for her business. Now, here's the thing. In 1986, when Gramps died, my uncle worked with him as well. He was just an employee, and Nan could have just said, well you know what, I don't want the headache of this business anymore. I'll just sit back and live off my widow or my widow's pension or whatever. Oh, no, she didn't. For the next 20-some years, she kept that business going. My uncle did the work, but it was Nan's business. It was called Camo's Electrical Repair. And even to this day, there's still a bit of a legacy of that. My uncle kept it going. Eventually, he moved down to his place and kept it going in a little shop. And now he just does it part-time because he's He's in his 80s at this point. But Marguerite was an absolute hard, hard woman because she had to be. She grew up in a hard time. And that's crazy. And that was good. It, it was what she had to do to, to survive, to succeed. You know, there were times, I got to tell you, there were times that, I mean, she she could be... A difficult woman in a good sense but because she was that hard 
And because she'd worked that hard, there was times that she she just knew who she was, and that's all there was to it. And I remember one time I was there, and my grandfather was, my grandfather, my uncle, and my dad were trying to move an oil barrel. Uh, that's like a 200 gallon or 100 gallon furnace oil barrel. And she was out there trying to tell him how to do it. And well, Gramps was easy going until he wasn't. And he looked at her and he said, "Listen, woman, if you want it done, you come down here and do it yourself." But that was just Nan. Now I got to tell you some stories. I used to go there in elementary school and maybe even early junior high and I would go and I would spend the night there for years because she was by herself. I was best buddies with Gramps and then he passed away and I always went and I hung out with her and I was her little buddy and she always put a $5 bill in an envelope on the window ledge for me as my allowance every week and she always looked out for me and I've, I've shared before you know in the past and, and at different times I've had struggles with anxiety just who I am and 2001 you guys remember September 11th I was struggling bad with my anxiety at that time and when that happened I had a full-on breakdown I was five and a half hours away from home so it wasn't like I just hop in the car and drive back well Nan was worried about me she was in her early 80s at that time she hopped on a ferry with 15 minutes notice, hopped on a ferry, went three hours across the bay, hired a taxi, and had a hotel waiting for her when she got here, and had no plans of going back until I was okay. <laughs> 80 years old, that woman hopped on a, a ferry and came across and didn't even worry about it. She was a tough, tough woman, and rightfully so. She looked out for us, you know, she did everything. Like I said, she was... I wouldn't call her independently wealthy, but she never hurt for anything because she was as frugal as the day was long. Empty margarine containers became Tupperware containers. Bread bags became sandwich bags. You know, she, she would line the inside of her fridge with towels because it wasn't an auto defrost one and she didn't want to ruin anything. Kept her bread in the fridge so that it would last longer. Just everything and anything she kept. She had, I wish I'd have held on to this. I don't know whatever happened to it, but she had an old knife that I believe her brother had from the Navy. It had a big pick on it or something. She kept that as her paring knife for cutting things. And just, you know, she knew how to stretch a dollar into ten dollars. And that's why she was independent. She looked after herself. She looked after her family. And she ran a business. But she was just an awesome lady. Now here's the thing guys, this is the crazy the crazy thing about life. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was walking, I don't even remember where it was, whether it was in the mall or grocery store or somewhere, and I seen this elderly gentleman, and he was in a position where he could barely walk. And I thought, that sucks. <laughs> you know, and when I went and saw Nan, she barely even knew where she was. And that sucks too. But she didn't have any regrets. She traveled all over the place. She worked her business. She did everything she could. And she was happy with what she had done. She actually told me she was living too long. She was ready to go. So when I saw this guy the other day at, at the grocery store, it made me think. I thought, you know, don't wait. Don't wait for doing something. If you, want, if you, if you have something on your heart, we only have one life. We don't know how long it's going to last. 
And the thing is, for whatever reason, we all have different passions. And if you have a passion, God damn it, do it. Don't wait, because there's going to come a point when you've waited too long, or you've just put it off, and all of a sudden, something happens that you can't do it anymore. And more than likely, it's going to be your health at some point. And you're going to get to the point where... I just can't, I can't do it. And it seems to me, and I don't know why this is, but you know, the mid to late 30 seems to be the point where most people's motivation and health come together where you really want to do something. Now, it's the rare person who finds that motivation when they're 20 and instead of going out to the bar and drinking, decides to invest in stocks and real estate and is 25 and a self-made millionaire. For whatever reason, most of us love to frig around and find out. But that happens, and that's okay. I, I, I can't do it. Like I said, one of my favorite sayings, the second best time to plant a tree is today. So, when I was, like I said, when I was walking through the store and I seen that gentleman, I thought, I hope he did what he wanted to do, because there comes a point when you can't travel anymore, you can't go and speak at events, you can't go and see all the places you and your wife wanted to see, you, you can't launch a business because you just physically can't do it anymore. So I'm not trying to be a downer, but just think, you know, Marguerite, my grandmother started something great. I don't even know what year it was when she started it, but my entire life she was an entrepreneur and it served her well. So don't wait, guys. You know, if whether, whether we live till we're 60 like my grandfather did or whether we live long past our expiration date to 100 like my grandmother did, we don't know how long we have. Just do our best to start something special, to be a to be a, an example to everyone, to just do whatever it is that you're passionate about and you know that you were put on this earth, no matter what your beliefs are. If you know there's something you were put on this earth to do, then do it. And if that, you know, if you end up spending the last 10 years of your life in a retirement home and you can't do a whole lot, well, there's that. But hopefully we all get our shit done and build something great long before that ever happens. But this extended intro, or whatever you want to call it, this episode is 100% dedicated to Nan Como. I miss you. I love you. I wish everybody knew her. She was a special lady. And, yeah. That's all I got to say about that for now, guys. So the next thing I want to talk about, I've got so much on my mind, guys, and we're going to talk some more. But, yeah. Here's the thing. I don't want to be Glenn Beck. I don't want to be Alex Jones. I don't want to be Sean Hannity. None of those. I have no interest in it. Now, my entire preparedness journey has always been, I want to be prepared for the most likely thing that could happen, and then then work toward the less likely things that can happen at some point. But... I, it's taken me a lot of years to realize that I don't need to worry about 99.99999% of what is being talked about in the media, on social media, in the news. I'm not going to be a political commentator, guys. So first off, I want to make a 
pledge to you, and I want you guys to get back to me on this if you ever see me slipping. Now, it doesn't mean I will never ever talk about something that's going on in the world, but what I will promise is that I will think long and hard before I ever discuss political happenings or worldwide happenings without thinking there is a real legitimate chance that this is something we need to worry about. In the last year, the only two times I can think about where I've really talked about goings-on in the world were when we had the massive power outage, sorry, the massive IT outage here in Canada, which was crazy, and it was cool. Cool? No, Tim, that's the wrong word. It was a really neat practice <coughs> for dealing with no electronic banking. So it was it was a situation that I was actively dealing with. It was happening. It wasn't a... Well, I think the world's going to end on October, whatever. I've heard a lot of people talking about a lot of bullshit, about a lot of stuff that I have zero interest in. Things that I never had any interest in and things that a lot of people I've listened to over the years never used to have an interest in. And I really just, I don't have the patience for it. So what I'm telling you guys is if you ever feel like I'm slipping into Alex Jones territory or Glenn Beck territory, or Sean Hannity, whatever. And I know, they're big, big dudes. I'm not going to head there, okay? I'm all about practical preparedness. I'm about everyday solutions. I want us all to be about, this will make my life better, whether shit happens or shit doesn't happen. Because then, you can just keep doing what you're doing. And if bad shit happens, you pivot and deal with it. Worrying about Russia and Ukraine ain't going to fix nothing. I did an episode earlier this year, guys, on the rolling blackouts because there were so many people so concerned about them. Anybody remember the rolling blackouts? I don't. I'm sure there were some places that had them, but if you listen to the news and social media, you would have thought we would have no power for the rest of our lives. But you know what? It was a practical episode (laughs) because it was an episode that dealt with how to run a generator, how to back up your power. And the thing was, everything I shared in that episode was great for any power outage. It did not matter whether it was a rolling brownout, a rolling blackout, a permanent blackout, an EMP, does not matter. What I talked about would work and was a solution. And that's what I want to do. I want to build a business that will support me, whether... (laughs) digital currency becomes the norm or whether you can't buy anything. What, I don't care. I don't. I just don't because I can't control it and neither can you. You know, I, I meet a lot of people in the preparedness realm. I met a lot of people at prepper camp who were so concerned about this or that. Specifically, conspiracies. And man, you know, as a kid, and I, I love to talk about them. I think they're super interesting. But I don't, I don't care if you believe in them or not. I don't have the time to worry about that shit. Not even a little bit, guys. And it, I don't want to be too worked up here. But what I want you to do is call me out if I ever start sliding into that territory. Because to me, practical preparedness needs to make your life better. You don't need to worry about everything you can't control. Worry about looking after your health. Worry about looking after your wealth. <laughs> oh, there we go. We made some rhymes. Uh, look worry about looking after yourself guys and any of that all of that 
Worry about looking after your family. Worry, worry about making sure your home is safe and secure and paid off or working toward paying it off. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be doing more than you were doing yesterday. 1% better. You guys hear me talk about 1% better all the time. I talk about it in content creation because it's an easy way to look at it. It also works in business. But you know what? It also works in preparedness as well. Jeff Lawton did a great a great segment the other day on uh, the Survival Podcast. Jack did some commentary on it. And I was hoping he was going to go this way with it. And he absolutely did. He said, nobody has to be perfect. You just have to be improving. Because somebody who's just starting at something... And they might be brought in by whatever the latest fear of the day or fear of the week or monster of the month, whatever it happens to be, is. But hopefully they realize, wait a minute, I can actually do away with some of that fear and I can live a better life by just being prepared. So if you find yourself slipping down this road and you find yourself thinking, well, i got to watch this because I'm so worried. And guys, i, I got to make some commentary here too. In our circles, places like MSNBC and CNN get shit on all the time. But do you know that most most of the news stories that I end up getting shared on social media, they'll come from things like RT or Natural News Now, some of these friggin' shady as shit sounding news sources that everybody takes as gospel. And if you read those articles... They don't read like news articles any more than CNN or any of the other ones do. They all read like fucking commentary. They all read like partisan politics. They all come at it with a political bent that they're reading. So here, this is what I do. If there's something I'm interested in and I want to know about, I look it up and I'm like, okay, is this true? Did this actually happen? And then I go and I search and try to find if this thing actually happened. And if it did, well, then I know, okay, it happened. And then I can make my own inferences from it. I don't need someone to add their own political biases to whatever they're interpreting and share it with me. I'm done with it. So just don't worry about it, guys, because we can't control it. Here's the thing. If a a bridge gets blown up in Russia, yeah, that sucks. Guess what? We can't control it. So why the hell should we worry about it? You know what we need to worry about? Making our lives a little more self-resilient. That's it. Simple as that. Worry about making yourself some money. Worry about taking a trip with your family. Worry about living your life because there can come a point when all of a sudden your health or circumstances dictate that you can't do it anymore. So make sure that you live the most of your life and if you're thinking about building something great or doing something great or going somewhere, just fucking do it, guys. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know why this has been on my mind so much lately, but it just, there just seems to be so much of it sliding around in our communities again. And it's okay if that's your shtick, go for it. I, I don't, I, here's the thing. I have realized that if I'm going to be in the preparedness sphere, I am going to run into, have conversations with, and need to accept people that believe some things that I think are absolutely fucking nuts. And that's okay. Because I'll bet you there's things I believe that people think are absolutely fucking nuts too. And that is totally fine. We're all in this together, in the words of Red Green, right? So we focus on what what are similarities. We can discuss things that we don't agree with. But it doesn't mean anybody's going to change any mind, and it doesn't need to be an argument. It just can be a discussion. 
So there, that's where I'm at. If there's something going forward, if there's something that I think, hey, we can take a practical preparedness lesson from, then I'll talk about it. But circle of influence, circle of concern, it, if it can influence my day-to-day, sorry, not if it can, because everything has the potential. Everybody's like, well, this is the most important election of our lifetime, and if it doesn't happen, the baby seals are going to die, and all the power is going to be shut off. Well, you know what? That's a maybe. No. If something is actively affecting your life right now, I'm going to talk about it. Or on the off chance that there is a really, really strong possibility that it's about to affect our lives, then maybe, just maybe, then I'll talk about it. But if not, I'm going to leave the rest of it to the talking heads on AM radio, or some of the wilder ones on Cirrus satellite radio. Doesn't matter. But that's where I'm going to leave it. So, that's it for that. Where do we go from here, guys? We're going to talk about passion. These recordings are going to be entrepreneurial based for the most part. And I hope you enjoy them. They're fun for me. I like rambling from the hip as I drive. I'm halfway between Provost and Wainwright. I'm checking on some bank properties today. Quick thought, there's a reason that I always go to fill up when I have half a tank because today I pulled into the gas station and there was a lineup that probably would have taken me 10 or 15 minutes to wait in. So I decided, hey, I can afford to take the risk of driving an extra hour because I'm going out of town and I will fuel up when I get there and I will still have a third of a tank of gas. So that's why we do it. We we leave that buffer because if I did that at, you know, the tank being on empty, all of a sudden I have to sit there and lose 10, 15, 20 minutes of my time. This time I'm not going to. So, entrepreneurship, guys. If you're new here, I want to share something with you. When I do my highly polished live streams and I do my, uh, you know, Art Bell-inspired intro, or if you watch some of my videos, my tool review videos and such on YouTube, you will hear me say, uh, you know, welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. Now, if I can do this without screwing it up, I'm going to share with you what used to be my motto for the first year or so. And it was, welcome back to the workshop where we build business, create community, find freedom, and share success. Now, here's the thing. Promote preparedness and share success are very, very similar to build business. So I eliminated it because I wanted to have preparedness in my mission statement. The reason for my existence as a content creator is that. So preparedness was in, business was out. And it wasn't on purpose, but what ended up happening was... I haven't talked about building a business. The, the freedom that entrepreneur... I mean, I, I do talk about it, but I feel like I haven't talked about it enough. <laughs> so if you guys get tired of hearing me talk about it, I need to apologize, but that is what it is. Nah, I'm not going to apologize. It's okay. So yeah, building business. It's important. It's something that I think all preparedness people, preparedness-minded folk out there should do. And like I said, when it came down to it, I was reminded over and over and over again at Self-Reliance Festival when I had, you know, 25 or 30 different people come up to me. Every single one of them said, Tim, I started something because of what you said. And it was almost all 
businesses and it was almost all service-based businesses and it was almost all some sort of handyman business and I realized I haven't talked about building a service or handyman business since I don't know two years almost now which is which is what it is so I decided it's time to put some serious focus on there now I believe I shared this with you the other day but I need to share with it again because we're going to talk a little bit about this but it was a it was a meme or you know it was one of those business speaking influencers that you see it was a picture of him and, and it said uh, hard work beats talent every time but obsession beats hard work so here's the thing today we're going to talk about obsession and when it comes down to it guys the key to having a successful business is being obsessed. <laughs> this might sound weird, I suppose, but if you were in high school and you wanted to meet a girl, you might get a little obsessed with her, right? You, you think about her. You, you can't stop thinking about her, and maybe she'll put a restraining order on you. I don't know. But here's the thing. If you want to be successful in business, what is going to set you apart if you want to do it and find that success is being obsessed and it sucks because it takes up so much of your time but it takes time the thing is it you're not going to be successful overnight and that's why most people give up most people start something and they don't see the success that they were hoping for and they give up they're like well I'm just gonna walk away because it gets hard because if you're here, here's the thing. If you're not seeing a reward from what you're doing, sometimes that can be difficult. You know, for me, I like to have a little carrot dangling out on a stick, kind of saying, "Hey, Tim, here's here's five dollars worth of Amazon affiliate links that you made this month. Keep going." And guess what, guys? This month, I'm going to make almost six hundred dollars for my Amazon affiliates because I just keep pushing. But it doesn't happen overnight. So the thing is, when you start something, and last week we really, really talked about just getting started, figuring out your schedule, figuring out the amount of time you can put into it. And I've, I've said it before, I probably even said it last week. Give yourself 52 weeks of doing this. Now here, here's the thing. When you get to 52 weeks, especially, okay, here's the great thing, guys. <laughs> I digress a little bit, but here's the, here's the best part about this. If you're building a service business, if you're, if you're offering something for someone that doesn't cost you anything, the only thing you're investing is your time. And your time is worth a lot. But if you've managed to build a business in a year to a quarter of where you wanted it, but it's still not costing you any money, then maybe you're just a little slow at building it. Or maybe it's just not going as fast as you would want it to. And that's okay. You might need to commit to three or four years of this grind and I, I picture that grind and I, all I can say you know you're sharpening a knife and the filings that come off is the grind but for some reason I always picture you know a stone grind or whatever with with against you because the grind is wearing against you and it's gonna you know it's gonna take skin off it's gonna take meat and bone it's gonna hurt it's not gonna be very comfortable it's not gonna be very enjoyable but that is what it takes to, to find some success in whatever it is you're doing, guys. So if here's the thing. If you've been doing something for a year now, or if you've been doing it for a week, and you think, well, I'm giving up. Well, the first thing is, is it costing you any money or very little? 
is it starting to make you some money? Now, if you have done something for an entire year and you have made zero dollars from it, it's probably time to reevaluate. But if you've been doing something for a year and say, I don't know, just for instance, say your goal is to make $4,000 a month, but for this first year, you've only made $1,000 a month. That's okay. What's it matter? If, if you are building, that's $1,000 you weren't making last year. That is 25% of the way toward having your goal. So if it takes you longer to make to get your goal than what you were hoping, so what? Persistence, obsession. You know, I read, I read about this story. It was a guy that... I don't even know where it was. You guys may know this story, but I read it here just the other day. He was hand digging a tunnel through a mountain. I believe it was to get coal to market easier. And before he finished, the city or the state that he lived in, wherever this was overseas, came in and built a new road so he didn't need to finish the tunnel. Now, he ended up finishing the tunnel anyway because he was absolutely obsessed. That may not be a perfect illustration, but... Just think about what kind of obsession it took to wake up every single day for 18 or 20 years, however long it was, and go underground and dig that tunnel by hand. Why? I don't know. But that was what was on his heart for what he wanted to do. Now, I hope it doesn't take 18 years. If it does, I don't know. There's other ways to make money, but here it is. Lay it out plain and simple. If you want to be successful, you got to be obsessed, at least to a point. Don't let it ruin your life, guys. Don't let it get in your way of your relationships or your traveling. Anything that you want to do that's important to you. But at least those first couple of years, you have got to be almighty, ever-loving, obsessed with your business. And if you're not, you got to figure out why. Is it because you hate it? And the thing is, sometimes you can start a business that you don't like to build enough money to start a business that you are passionate about. Because I always say your best business to start with is a service-based business that really doesn't cost you anything. And if that can get you off the ground to get you making money, it's what Becky and I did with the daycare. We, we did the all-seasons maintenance for about three years before we took it and reinvested all that money into the daycare because the daycare was an investment. It was hard assets we had to buy. And so when it came down to it, that was a simple a way we could do it. We, So I took that time that wasn't costing me anything, I turned it into income that at that point was free income that I was just generating with the time that wasn't costing me anything, and we invested it in the daycare business. So if you have money coming in, anything you can make above and beyond that, take it and invest it in something if you are serious about turning it into a business beyond just a service business. But maybe you'll love a service business. Maybe you will. But maybe eventually you need to figure out, oh, my body can't do it anymore. It's time to try something different. But always have a plan. But to me, today, we're going to talk about being obsessed. You need to be obsessed with finding customers. You need to be obsessed with customer service. You need to be obsessed with getting the job done. You need to be obsessed with putting your time in, whatever it happens to be. But if, if you are getting ready to learn a new skill for this business, you need to put the time in. You need to put anything and everything that you can. Simple as that, guys, when it comes down to it. If you want this, 
if you want to succeed, you got to keep going. So if you're at a point, and if you're not at that point now, but you are going to be, because everybody finds that eventually. So if you come to a point where you think you want to give up, look at it and ask yourself, why am I giving it up? Am I giving it up because I haven't found enough success? Or am I giving it up because I'm just don't like it anymore because I'm bored? 1% better, guys. That's what it is. And you need to just keep on keeping on. And that is what will separate you from all the other people, from all the other podcasters that only did one episode or 20 episodes or all the YouTube channels. You know, this morning, I love playing this game. I had a memory on my Facebook feed and it was a it was a, a, a video from a YouTube channel and it looked pretty cool. And the YouTube channel was, well, actually, you know what? It doesn't matter because the story is what the story is. So it was about taxation and all this stuff. I thought, hey, that's a cool video. I'm going to check it out. And it was from three years ago. So I went, I went down the rabbit hole, went to their YouTube channel. And I always sort by newest video first. And when I got there, it had, the channel had that earmark of kind of abandoned, right? And it, to me, it would have been a, a topic that would have been hard to make a lot of money at. But they had 3,500 subscribers. And the last video they uploaded was over a year ago. So they found success, but they still gave up. And it happens because maybe, you know, maybe it's not for you anymore. But if you want to make it, if you want to be, if you want to be in charge of your schedule, you want to be in charge of your finances, you want to build something that creates a legacy for you and your family and just allows you to live the fucking life you want to live, then you need absolute unrivaled obsession. And that's what will set you apart from all the other people who do it, get bored, and quit. Because in three or four or five years, when you're making the money that you want to make, and somebody looks at you and says, wow, must be nice. You you got really lucky there. You can punch them if you want. But what you need to know is that you're better than 99% of everybody else out there because you found the key to success and that was being obsessed and continuing even when you don't want to continue, even when you don't want to do it each and every day. So that's it for me today, guys. Talking about the obsession of business. There's a lot out there. We'll do another one probably next week if I end up having to make a road trip. But if you are out there and you're saying, hey, I'm going to do this, whatever, or I've done it, I want to hear about it. I I get so excited. That's a, that is one of the biggest forms of payment I can get is when somebody says, hey, Tim, I'm doing this and I'm doing it because you talked about it. And now I'm ready to quit my job because you said or you shared your story. And I'm no expert. I've just, I'm a little further down the road than some people and I'm a lot further away from the end than a lot of people so that's where it's at guys i want to hear your stories of success send them to me if you're on fountain send them through a boostergram email the real tim cook at gmail.com there's a, a contact form on the website you can use that too come by the telegram group social i don't care i want to hear your success and i want to hear somebody tell me i was going to give up but i'm not giving up because i need to be obsessed all right guys Stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.